Welcome to the TTPOA podcast, a podcast for SWAT officers, military, and all first responders. We'll be talking training, tactics, and leadership with the best subject matter experts around. Here are your hosts, Derek and Brandon. Well, howdy, y'all. This is Brandon here. Um, man, another TTPOA podcast, season three, episode three. Derek, um, man, it's been a long time since I've seen you. Huh? I know, it's been at least uh, 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, at least. 45 minutes. So, uh, no, uh, one, of the, one of those deals, that, man, we, we try to do as much as we can here at the conference and stuff. So, um, but yeah. Hey, don't forget who our new sponsor is. That's right, man. Sons of Liberty uh, Gunworks. Uh Duty proven, lifetime warranty, Sons of Liberty Gunworks. Uh, like those guys, we did a, uh, I don't know whose one that is. That's that was mine. Me. Awful, me. awful host. I apologize. Damn bro. it, dude. Damn it. No. So um, really enjoyed getting to, to, to talk with uh, Mike and Kyle and Chuck. Um, just passionate guys and, and, and really enjoyed that. So Now, do you have a Sons of Liberty Gunworks rifle? We had those ones that they're giving us for the TTPOA oh, that's uh, right. podcast. That's Remember right. They, I, I think that's I, right. I think they said I think that. our no. guest... I think our guest said he's he's yeah. a big Sons of Liberty guy. Yeah, he is this is. true? Yeah, yeah. very yeah. true. Yeah. Have uh, quite a few of the uh, the rifles. It's uh, it's uh, probably one of my favorites. So. Good, good. Yeah. So our guest today is Brian Williams. Uh, I'll let him intro himself. So he's kind of uh, an odd duck in the form of uh, his background. Uh, so I'll let you explain that. I think guys are going to like this podcast because. Um, you're going to hear some ugly truths and some rawness uh, yeah. coming from probably a position that you're not used to hearing guys kind of speak the truth and, and, and stuff. So oh, I uh, can't wait. Yeah, I know. Right? I can't wait. I hope we don't get fired over this one or something. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's not my boss. Yes, that's right. That's right. All right. So, Brian, let me, man, tell me about yourself. I know yeah. we, we've been communicating for a while back and forth via uh, DMs and, and, and things like that. So, um, right. you, you, we've, we've had some interesting conversations through that. We have. So, we have. Yeah. so uh, first of all, just, you know, want to thank you guys for having me on. I'm, yeah. I'm humbled to be here. I know you guys can find a multitude of interesting guests to do these <laughs> with, but um, I'm, I'm really glad to be here. Uh, Brian Williams, uh, <clears throat> I'm c- currently still with the city of Round Rock here, uh, but I'm the former police chief in, in Round Rock, uh, from Round Rock. Um, started uh, started my law enforcement career in McKinney. All right. Uh, started in 1985, and I did uh, almost 19 years with McKinney. I uh, was on SWAT, uh, uh, the, the vast majority of that career, um, Served as a sniper, team leader. So you're like when SWAT, when they had to tape the flashlights on and all exactly. that. Exactly. Hose the old, clamps or something like the that. The old uh, mag lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the hose old, clamps and shit. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, McKinney's a good team. I, in fact, I'd like to sh- shout out to, to the McKinney guys. Oh, right. they're good, man. There's, yeah. So McKinney guys, Region 7, uh, right. you know, uh, when it comes to competition, those guys are always top five. Those guys are yep. they. They 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 show up to they do well they could do good sure. and then operationally man those guys are are squared away hundred right. percent so uh, that's I guess that's the foundation that you laid there at yeah the, so that's 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 where that's you know that's my home that's where I started uh, you know worked up uh, through the ranks um, ultimately became the assistant chief in, in McKinney. <clears throat> And then, uh, and then later moved here to, so, to Round Rock as the so chief. So we're talking to a chief yeah. 
of police. So I've always had this question for <laughs> yeah. for ACs and, 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 and Chiefs, right? Right. Okay, so when do they officially start the despawning process? Is it is it at yeah. the AC level or the or the chief? No, I'm just messing with you. That's that's a great question. Uh, obviously there is a process though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a process. This doesn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't no. happen overnight. Uh, no, you know, and, and and before we started, I asked Brian, I go, Hey man, can we like kind of pick on you a little bit for being a chief? And he was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah I'm not just, I'm not a complete asshole. No, 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 no. no well, no, you, I, I well. expect it. In fact, uh, people that know me would expect it to. Yeah. Uh, you know, one, one other, one other piece of the background, uh, is, uh, in the uh, in the nineties, I got uh, pretty heavily into USPSA into shooting, and I taught uh, up in the Dallas area, up in Collin County. I taught uh, you know a number of courses. I so did, wait a minute, I you're a, you're, <laughs> you're someone that had brass on their collar and shot, yeah, wow, and yeah. continued to shoot. I and, still shoot, yeah. Man, that is you're like a unicorn. It's a unicorn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you got pretty high, uh, and yeah. as far as uh, competitiveness and stuff yeah, like that. So yeah, did that, uh, and, and you know, back in those days, there just were not a lot of uh, officers that uh, that you'd run into at a USPSA match. But uh, but I ended up uh, ended up uh, making Grandmaster and Limited. Oh, nice. Uh, probably awesome. ninety six, ninety seven. How long did it take you to to achieve that? About three years. Yeah. Okay. And uh it uh I was sponsored by STI for for a bit back in those days. Nice. Yeah. Dang, um, look at you. Man. Still have fact, some of those guns? Uh I've got I've got one. Got one. Okay. The rest of them they're they're gone now. Yeah. I shoot Glocks. Okay. Yeah. So right. I'm a Glock guy. There you go. Um, Shout out to Glock. Yeah. Glock. You want to sponsor us? But I, in fact, I was telling Brandon uh, earlier today. Um, I mean, there's you know, there's a lot of guys that shoot USPSA now. Uh, a lot of guys that have that, that have made it to Grandmaster. But back then, I was the first active duty LE in the state of Texas to make wow. Grandmaster. That's awesome. But, but the, the I don't even think I don't even think there were. I, I, at that time, I don't even think there were maybe ten in the U.S. or yeah, we just were not many at all. <clears throat> wow. And you know, there just you know, there wasn't the information or the training, or you know, there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't anything that you know. Uh, you know, I started and I went and shot a few majors, went to the nationals in Reno, Nevada, and got to see the big guys shoot. Yeah. And then you got to see what was possible. And then when you saw that, you're like, wow. So like this- okay, when you were shooting, yeah, right, and uh, doing competition stuff, what was your rank? Were you just an officer, like sergeant, lieutenant? Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think pro- at that time I was probably right at a sergeant level. So did you ever like use? Because what- I got I got started like you know I was I got started you know shooting USP PSA probably in my early 30s. So I wasn't okay. you know. It so did you ever use what you were learning there and, and take it back to uh, McKinney and yep. go hey? Yeah, sure did absolutely. Now did, now did that rub people the wrong way? Because we had this comp- like yeah, we had this conversation yeah. all the time, man, about the gaming shooting world, right? Yeah, and I hate yeah. to use that term, but it's what you know we call it gaming versus you call it the law for I call it other things. But <laughs> no, no, I mean I mean I like it, but you know, back then it really wasn't as big as it is now. Oh, right. 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 So, like, did these old school range guys go, you know, we don't care what you do on the weekend, do it this way? Yeah. Well, you know, at that time, I was the range guy. Oh, oh so you could do whatever you want. I was the dude. Oh, good for you. So so now you're just like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it this way. Yeah, and it's not even that, but it's just, you know, it's just the principles of shooting. It's not just the fundamentals. Yeah, it's not necessarily the, you know, the game stuff, but, you know, it's just the principles of shooting the gun. So what got you involved and go, hey, I want to do this because it's not, it wasn't popular, it wasn't, really accepted well i mean what was 
what did you see? What value did you? How did you see that value? Yeah, well, it's, that's easy, man. Because uh, you know, at it, it, it first, you know, I just you know just to, just to start shooting some local matches, that was fun. But it, I had an opportunity, uh, I think, in 1994 to go shoot the nationals in mm-hmm. Reno, and I just started. I hadn't been a USPSA member maybe I don't know three or four months. I just got classified. I was a C class shooter right out of the mm-hmm. gate, and I thought I was a good shooter. Yeah, and so I'm like, wow, like C class, yeah. that's not. That's not good. That kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I had a chance to go shoot the nationals, and and it it was there when I went there and saw you know the Rob Lathams, the Jerry Barnharts, yeah. uh, Merle Eddington. I'm, there was a number of guys, big guys, that you're just like I can't <sighs> believe that dudes can shoot a pistol. You're like like how are you doing <clears throat> that? Yeah. And so to me that was that was a a, a lot bulb moment. Like right. Whatever I'm doing uh, is not not enough, and so this is this is the way for that. So that's good, because um, that has to be a, especially back then, getting way out of your comfort zone to go do all that and go. Wow, I'm I'm putting my ego aside to go do this, especially yeah. as a range master, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because you're going to get beat. Yeah, I mean you're going to. You know, oh, yeah. you're going to have to deal with the suck. And everybody yeah. has a bad day every now and then. Everybody right? has a bad day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you do have some ego involved in it. And oh, you yeah. know, like you're shooting against guys that are engineers and dentists and chiropractors. And just, just smoking. Ass. That's yeah. Smoking that gun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But. But again, you know, back in those days, I mean, there, you know, you did, you, 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 you didn't have the availability of information to really improve on your training. You had to yeah. kind of figure it out on your own. And so I, I did that in, in many respects. I mean, there were, I think, one or two grandmaster shooters in the Dallas area at the time that I would chase at locals right. and try to learn as much as I could from, from watching them. And then uh, I think uh, at some point, uh, Jerry Barnhart put out a video series on his stuff. And like, yeah. I just gobbled that stuff that up, up, man. That was, that what was, kind of, what were you doing to prep your own self as to get better? What, what was some of the things you were doing? Uh, dry firing like crazy. You were dry firing back then and I you're still, and you're still alive. You yeah. didn't get killed in the streets or yeah. anything. Yeah. That's fucking Dude, I amazing. I fire every day still. And you're not dead, man. Because no. there's other yeah. people out there in the Instagram world will tell you dry firing is bad for you and it'll yeah. get you killed in the street. That's yeah. Good to see. I'm glad you survived. So I survived so, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, good, I'm good to yeah. see. So, that. other than dry fire, how much, how many rounds <clears throat> do you think you put down range trying to chase that grandmaster? Um, yeah, probably. You well, know, now was that McKinney PD rounds that? Yes, you, yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, thank you, McKinney. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You know, at, at, well, at that time, I, you know, I used to keep I used to keep a, a shooting journal. I, I kept track of that. Oh stuff. wow! And I think I think probably it wasn't you know in the grand scheme of things it wasn't wasn't that much shooting. But uh, I think I had you know some years that were like in the twenty five to twenty eight thousand round Damn. mark. Um, I mean, even even today, I still shoot a thousand or plus a month for that. So, yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, you have to keep the skill set up, man. Yeah. Dry fire is a thing, right? Dry it fire, is. Dry fire is a. I mean, it's, it's the, a I mean, major thing. It's a major it's, thing, but yes. you actually have to put. Yeah, you got to put some rounds down range. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because you know, I, I've 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 watched you guys and what you guys are doing here now mm-hmm. for for a number of years, and one of the things that really impresses me mm-hmm. about where things are today and what you guys are doing today yeah. is like when I see you guys bring like Ben Stager. Mm-hmm. Matt Little, Matt Pronka, those yeah. guys, 
those guys are awesome. Yeah. And those guys are speaking the truth and doing things that, you know, that on some level I've talked about even back in the nineties and early two thousands, but there wasn't a platform for it. Yeah. But just, just amazing that you guys have embraced that uh, into TTPOA because it's a huge deal. And and the light bulb came on for me. Uh, being around those guys, right? Uh, of bringing them in, knowing, oh man, these because it is more accessible on, on social media and stuff, and you're able to see what they're doing. Like, man, I, that's that's interesting. And then, you know, the networking of this 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 instructor and this instructor, so they connect you in in this way, and you you kind of build it from there. And they all those guys that you just name and and more, really, the light bulb came on for me. I'm like, wow, because I was I was like one of those guys where I was a good shooter when I, every class I went to, I was one of the top shooters and I didn't feel like, man, I was like struggling or anything. So I was like, I'm good. And then I saw what really good and great is. I'm like, fuck, I'm so far away yeah. from that. And then started doing some competition stuff. I've always done the TTPOA stuff, but it's a different shooting philosophy and things like that. Um, then, then the practical side of it. And I'm like, man, I'm so far away from that. But- um, which is good though, because it is really is. No, there's there's a way though. So there's there's a second part to this, and I'll, I'll I'll throw this out there and then let you guys pick up with it. <clears throat> so there was a time for about six or seven years where I stepped away from USPSA. Uh-huh. And I was going back to school, finishing my degree, and all that stuff. And when I came here in '04, <clears throat> uh, there was a group of guys that were interested uh-huh. in the shooting sport, like yeah. getting better. Brian Quick being yeah. one of those, yeah, and be, I love that quick. guy. That yeah. guy's my guy. Yeah, and uh, so we started shooting matches again. So, so this is kind of a second phase of USPSA for me getting back into okay. it. Okay, and uh, I think in four or five years after we started shooting together here, I made GM again in production. Okay, so awesome. actually made GM as a chief. <laughs> So that's awesome. I, I'd like to that's know how awesome. many chiefs actually have that. That'd yeah, be a, that'd so, be an interesting. Uh, I know at least that's, one. That's, so that's what makes me, a I know at least unicorn. one. Yeah. You definitely are one. a unicorn, <laughs> but, but I think that, but to the men and women that are boots on the ground, yeah. that means a lot um, because you can have training. You understand that. And, and then there's accountability because, now there's a buy-in from all the way up top, all the way down the bottom, instead of just the guys at the bottom trying to push this shit up. Now it's coming down from the top, and that's a huge thing, man. I, I look at that and go, man, that, what different, what culture that can change? And you know, Pranka talks about that a lot. Is like, how do you change this culture? You know, it's one right. bite at a time and stuff. But when you have someone at the top pushing that down, man, what what a great mm-hmm. relief! That if you be. see your chief out doing <sighs> something. You're like shit. Why am I? Yeah, I'm such a piece of yeah. shit. Why? You know, why is he out shooting me? Right. Because right. because most most qual days it's supervisor only day. Because yeah, we got to have these guys separate. We, because I guess they, they they shoot different bullets or I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a supervisor. So well, I don't know. so I, you know, me running the range, I will tell you. Um, when I first took over the range, I was like, hey, I don't like this. I need you guys to come qualify with everyone else. One, it kind of lets people see you. And two, it lets people know that, hey, because I kind of joke and, and, and make fun of people, right? So I'm going to joke and make fun of, with, you know, of you in front of the guys to kind of bring it back to like, hey, you're just a normal person. You're just a guy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, so we did it for a couple of years. And then for some reason this year, we had the chiefs only, deputy chiefs, ACs, and chiefs come in. 
And I was just like, I don't, why are we doing this? And of course I started picking on people cause they, they are bad. I mean, they, I mean, they are right. I mean, look, yeah, I'm they're not, not operational. They can send emails though, buddy. I'll yeah, email you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that. Like I'm, I, I've seen the same thing that you guys have seen for, for, for a lot of years. And, uh, You know, you, you either you either are or you aren't mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff. And that's my thing. I mean, that was the thing that I was into, that, uh, you know, the thing that uh, that I was passionate about. Uh, it's it's probably not everybody's thing. But but I think to, to your point about culture, I think uh, I think that helps pave the way for for greater possibilities. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I would assume that if you're going to get into law enforcement, you're, you're going to think that 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 skill is somewhat important. Yeah, it's a little important. It's a little important. It could be. You've been, you've been in a shooting. I've been in two. I've been in a shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I shot at a truck. Okay. I so, killed an F-250. <laughs> <laughs> I so, like that, though. So it's important when, yeah. that, when that day and that time comes, if it comes, it's important for you to be on your game. It's the most important time in your life at that critical moment. It, you yeah. may never do it. But I'm not gambling on I may never do it. Yeah. We'll see in that and and that being the most important time of your life. That's why we bring it in these subject matter ex- experts that are teaching a skill set, right? Right. So I mean, we're not asking Matt and Ben to teach us tactics. We're asking those guys to teach us shooting. Right. Right. And then mm-hmm. it's up to you to take that skill set and apply it to whatever tactic that you're talking about, right? Right. So I mean, like when guys are talking about you know, the, the competition gaming stuff versus law enforcement stuff. If some of the most high speed units in the world bring in like the bins and these guys to come teach them how to shoot, why are we not doing it in law enforcement? Right. Right. Absolutely. Because we're learning from some of the best Best. trigger pullers in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and that again, you know, I applaud you guys for doing that, for being open-minded about that. Yeah. In fact, I think, uh, Last year, I ended up donating a, yeah, you a did. slot to, yeah. to one of Ben's classes. Yeah, you sure did. You I've sure known did. Ben for a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, ben actually flew in here and went and shot a major match with me here in Texas a, you know, quite a few years ago. But uh, I've known him even before he shot his first nationals. So oh, wow. watching this guy grow and bloom and turn into what he is, he's kind of funny, but – Oh, we've yeah, had him on the podcast. Yeah, he yeah, is yeah. A, oh, I know. He's I, a hoot. He's a hoot. Yeah. And the thing with him is I've really gotten to enjoy him to, to get to know him. And and, and and you see his persona, like yeah. Instagram and stuff like that. And he loves fucking poking the bear. And, and oh, I love does. it because he, he is his own man. And he will speak his mind. And I love that. But he likes training law enforcement. He likes yeah. training just in general. And when I had him out for the first time with the law enforcement, man, you know, you hear all this stuff and this and that. And, man, those two days, I was like, this is great. And the way he instructed and the way well, he You can pushed, tell that he has a passion. Yes. Like his passion is shooting, yep. 100%. Yep. Right? So guys are passionate about that. They are really good at getting the information across because they're so passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. And we've all had instructors through our law enforcement career that are eh, somewhat passionate, but they're they can't, I mean, they are just, they're, that passion doesn't translate to them teaching. Does yeah, that right. make sense? Yeah, right. it, it was, I picked him up and uh, I was like, hey, you want to go shoot at the range? We had plenty of time. It was before the class started the, the day before. He's like, yeah. So I'm like, oh man, driving out there. I'm like, fuck, it's me and a world champion out here shooting. 
And I'm like, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't care. What do you want to do? I'm thinking, fuck, don't I, I don't know. Like, I'm, <laughs> You tell me what yeah. to do. So we started shooting, and, and man, you could just – the, the, the light or the, the persona just switched, and it went from, you know, I'm just living life to, man, I'm serious, but also can joke, but also get on your ass in a way yeah. that pushed me. as like, oh, like, okay. Yeah. Like, you, you had a way of delivering it to me that challenged me and that pushed me to a level. I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. But it was just that point. Or seeing things, I'm like, damn, you're right. I did do that. Um, and it was, it was very, it was, it was, it was very, very intimidating. But afterwards, I'm like, I'm glad I pushed myself to a very uncomfortable level being out there. Right. Um, and then the, the class the next two days was just phenomenal. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't know how many of your members know this, but uh, you know he's also associated with that uh, practical shooting training group. Mm-hmm. Yep, <clears throat> which is an online you know subscription yeah um, deal. And uh, you know have, what was funny yeah, with they've got a lot of good content. On, in fact, I'm a member on it. Oh, so yeah. absolutely. Yeah, cool. So, so like what I thought was awesome with him was <clears throat> when we were talking to him the first time. We I pulled up his YouTube thing. And he has videos on there that are like an hour long, yeah. right? And I go, dude, this video is an hour long, and you're literally teaching a class. That's yep. exactly right. Like yeah, you're yeah. teaching a class right here. A lot of free content. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was my thing. And 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 this whole thing was like, yeah, I just want to get the information out. You know, if yeah. you if if you want to sit there and listen to what I'm saying and go out there and try it, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a video of you know an hour long trying to help people get better. Right. I'm like, that's that's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's well, that's he really has awesome. A, you know his. And they have a booth here today at the conference. Yep, um, they do and stuff. I, I sent him a video. I was like, yeah. "Fuck that guy!" Was his, his <laughs> Tim name. Myers, yeah, Tim Myers <laughs> and stuff. So, um, so when you were going through the ranks and 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 and, and stuff, and obviously when you got to Round Rock, you were the chief, and yep. then you said you you um, made GM. So, I guess your officers would see you on the range shooting and. You know, yeah. you had you made time to go to the range while you were a chief. Yeah, I still go, man. I still man. shoot with the SWAT guys today on the weekends. That's so. amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. So there, there's actually time that you could get on a range as a chief or assistant chief. Yeah. In- interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the good thing is, I, we I don't guarantee have any there's guys, listening. there's guys listening to this podcast, or will listen to this podcast, guys and girls working patrol or whatever, going, no, that's that's impossible. There's no way a chief can get out there or assistant chief and things like that. So, okay, but it had to be hard, right? I mean, you had to, like, you had to make time for that. So what's the size of agency is Round Rock? Is it 200, 300? Uh, it's pro- probably under 200. It was over 100 when I came, like in 04. We, I think it was like 110 officers. From there. Yeah, so, Round Rock started a lot of just, growth. I mean, it was roughly the same size as McKinney when mm-hmm. I came. From there. Wow. So, you know, I just, I mean, I would love to have, well, I don't know if I would love to have... I would like to see my brass come down more, right? Just because to get seen on the range by other people. But man, I just don't know if. But but I is mean, it? A, it's not a priority. No, right? Not so at it's, all. It's it's a it's a duty. It's a box that has to be checked every year, yeah. every twi- you know twice yeah. a year. Just got to go out and. Do I mean, it, but it's not a priority. So there's no. there's other things that that are that are more important. Um, yeah, and and and. and I'm not saying every person who makes rank has to be a GM or anything, but at least show that you care enough to go out and work on your own on some things. Yeah. Uh, that's the, that's all I ask. Um, and it's not even just in that area. It's, it's in multiple areas. And, <laughs> yeah. and look like, you know, I'm, I made plenty of mistakes. Yeah. 
plenty of mistakes as a chief. There's a lot of things I look back on that, you know, I probably should have done better, should have done different, but it was a learning experience for me too. And, um, but man, you know, I, I look at, uh, I look at some of the guys that, that were here when I got here and I see them today. Yeah. One of them's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm so proud yeah. of what they've been able to accomplish and, and, and how much they've grown and improved it. To to me, that's 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 that was worth doing. It's like watching your children and, grow. And, up. And, yeah. and I didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't do that. Right, they did the work, but you allowed it. You you, you set but a culture. I, but to I help think, that. but I think I helped create the opportunity yes. for yes. it. I think they would agree with that. Yeah, but. and that's all. That's all we ask as as, as police is give me the opportunity. Give me the support. Come down. When is the last time I was talking to an officer the other day? When's the last time any from admin came down and go? Hey, how do we make your job better, more efficient? <laughs> how do we help you as the end user, as the guys that are doing this shit? I've been a cop almost 25 years. I don't think I've had that meeting. If I had, I'm sorry, please forgive me, but I don't remember that meeting. Right. But everyone I talk to, they don't remember that meeting either. And I think that's what's that's where we're missing the boat on so many things, uh, not just shooting, but just other things in, in general. Um but yeah, and that's why that's why I wanted to have you on uh, because I think you, you can cover a lot of, a lot of these topics and, and, and stuff. Because I see you commenting and you comment to me, and I know you 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 talk with Matt and Ben and some other guys and Matt Little and yeah. and stuff. And and, and I think it's it, you're you're not removed. Yeah, I bug I bug those guys all the time. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> and, and I and I think it's great. And I think that's and they don't mind it. Um, I tell you though, you know, uh, Matt Pronka, um, that guy's. Guy's very interesting to me. Yes, he is. And just what he's bringing to the table in terms of the discussion. Yeah, uh, like I, I can, I can, I can relate to his vibe. Mm. Like he, you know, he he speaks truth. Yeah, and, uh, you know where you stand with him. I was talking with and, a guy today. So I, 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 I dig where he's coming yeah. from. I was talking with a guy today who's known him. He said, "I've known him since the '90s," and. It's the same Matt I met in the '90s as as he is now. Yeah, and I said I could definitely see that because just his his passion and his conviction as a man, yeah, um, you know, hasn't changed. And, and and you see on the internet and or you know social media and there's this and that. And I always go back, and it's not an ass kissing deal to to anyone. Like it, if you sell the passion they have for training law enforcement and, and the conversations that we have offline. Uh, and stuff and, and like you're the same way and i think that's where kind of the thing gets because everybody has oh well, this trainer is this and this trainer is that like man i have a i have a, so many trainers that i know that i that i listen to or i like what they do here and i like what they do here and i combine a lot of stuff and i think that's where you should be you should be very well rounded yeah in that um because shooting man there's so many we were talking you know, I mean, how I many world champions are there and national champions is, and not all of them are clones and they do the exact same things. Mm-hmm. There's, there's differences, right. there's nuances and stuff. So, you know, Matt Little's another guy and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm friends with him and, uh, I mean, I have a lot of respect for what he's out doing. Keep going. I, I, remember, I just remembered something. So keep, keep talking. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so Matt Little. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just bringing him up into the conversation too. I, I have a lot of respect for the work that he's doing out there with, and he's, he's doing a lot of classes. He's doing a lot of, a lot of good work. Just read, you know, just got a copy of his book not too long ago. It's, it's a great book. If guys haven't had a chance to, to check it out. So do you miss being a chief at all? Nope. 
Nope. nope. How long you been out of the game? Uh, nine, ten years, I guess. So, like, if the right job came up, like your dream agency, whatever that would be, like if it came up and they called you tomorrow yeah. and said, "Hey, man, we want you to come here." And there, yeah, there was a time. There was a time when uh, when when I when I thought about uh, trying it again. I was Garland probably would have been a place I'd be interested. That is, in, I but, cannot. Uh, that's I cannot believe anyone <laughs> wants to go to Garland for yeah, anything. I know. Don't, don't be a hater, man. Don't be a hater. I'm just being yeah. real. Man, don't be a hater. <laughs> you'd, you'd have been crying, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was a time when I thought about it, but not not really anymore. So, could yeah. you imagine being a chief now in in, in 2023 with everything that yeah. departments are dealing with? And yeah, I'd be I'd be fired in a month. Would you really? Hundred percent. Yeah, totally fired. I think we need more chiefs like that. <laughs> yeah. So, and and that you you say that, but like that shouldn't be that way. Shouldn't be that it, way. It, it shouldn't be that way. And yeah. I think that's where the, the frustration is. Yeah, the game changed. I don't know when it changed. It changed in the last decade, but it's uh, it's different now. Yeah. So I think I think we're more interested in uh um you know, posting uh cool pictures of laying in a blue bonnet field on Instagram than we are with uh, the right priorities. Yeah. So let, let, let's kind of transition to that. I know you we've talked before and you're like I fucking hate talking about chief stuff. And <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I should have brought that up. No, no, no. <laughs> but I, and I get it. But I also told you there, there's going to be a lot of value that guys are going to see in that because I, I I feel as an officer that sometimes we're just we're we're alone in this fight yep. and there's such a huge disconnect uh, between administration and officers. And and what's what's interesting to me and I've always said this for a long time is that we're not talking about an industry that we're in sales or, or something like that, where the next new kid on the block just got his MBA from this prestigious school and he comes in and now he's the, you know, the CFO or he's blah, blah, blah. And he's over the guys who are just the grunts on the ground. And there's an education gap and there's this, the gap and all this kind of stuff. I understand there's a lot of disconnect there because these guys have never done the, the boots on the ground job. But in chiefs and assistant chiefs and all that kind of stuff, they all started in a squad car on late nights in a shitty part of town or a shitty shift and all that kind of stuff. Why is there such a big disconnect? What the fuck happened? I, I don't understand that. I mean, if you look at the people in your department, most more than times or not, you've answered a bunch of calls with these guys and they're like, we're where's that same guy or the other end of is yeah that's the same motherfucker who wouldn't answer calls who was dodging calls who was lazy and all this shit and now it's the same fuck face that's getting in people's asses for doing the same shit they did and and i think there's a there's a disconnect on both sides uh, on the lazy ones and then the ones who did shit and now wait a minute we can't do this we can't do that i'm like well what what who is this person um where do you think that comes from? Yeah. Like how, how, like when, when Derek said, "Hey, the spine got removed." I'm like, "Yeah, that your <laughs> ass joking. got shut, your head got shut up your ass." Well, when does that happen? Like, how does that happen? <laughs> let me ask you a question. Like your promotion, like in McKinney, was it all was it test based or was it you had to be like a good dude plus a test or like how did that work? Because like what I see is I see both sides of the argument. Like because I'm civil service. Right. Right. So we have to abide by civil service rules and our promotion is just a test. Right. Now, some people are like, that's stupid because, you know, you get lucky or just book smart and you kind of have the people that just take time to study on duty versus doing their job or whatever it is. And then some people are like, well, it should be a test and an interview. I mean, right. Yeah. Is it like, what's the answer? Like, 
So when I look at like McKinney and then uh, coming to Round Rock, like I, I never worked for a department that was 143. Mm-hmm. McKinney wasn't 143. So uh, for for me, moving up, it was almost in, in every exa- every case, it was an assessment center. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, there may be a written test part to it, but there was also an assessment center uh, as a part of that. Um, all the way up until assistant chief, I think. I don't, I think that that was just kind of a direct, promoted Promotion, at the time. Yeah. So, uh, and then when I came here, it was obviously a full blown chief's process. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know what those look like. Yeah. Um, but you know, where does, where does the disconnect? I th- you know, I can't, I can't speak for other people. Like right. I don't, I don't really, I, I don't know where yeah. that happens at. I, I, I feel like what I see today <clears throat> in the profession, uh, is I see that more prevalent than I did in years past, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I could be wrong about that. Well, here's where, this yeah. is where I think I see it, right? It's just like anything that we do in life. The further that you get away from something, right? You get disconnected from that. Sure. That time. Oh, I felt it. Right? Dude, so like, I felt that too. So when you took your six or seven years off to get you and finish uh-huh. your degree and whatever process yeah. you were doing there, and then you jump back into shooting, I bet you were like, holy shit. I, I kind of, I, Yeah, right? Yeah. But I think these mm-hmm. guys, like the higher they go, I think honestly, they forget the deep night, the the shitty shift, they forget doing the the, the things that we're getting asked to do, right? Yeah. Or you have that plus they really weren't that go-getter guy anyway. They had their goals of promotion, yeah, right? I'm going to try to, you know, because silver service, every two years you can promote, right? Right. So sergeant for two years, boom, study, study, study. Lieutenant for two years, study, study, study. In theory, within like eight years, you could be, a deputy chief or, you know, at least almost there if the, if the timing, the test to kind of work right. out the right way. Right. Right. With no so, experience. Well, I, can, I can tell you like, you know, once, once I made division commander captain at the time, uh, after about, I don't know, year, two years in that, not, not too long, about a year. I'm like, man, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm either going to have to go up to the top or go back down because I can't, mm-hmm. I can't handle this metal stuff. Yeah. Just, it was well, too, I mean, in the middle, it was too all, all you're doing is taking you know information from the top, passing it down it was and then the taking all the shit from the down, you know, from the bottom guys and passing it up. I mean, you're just kind of like a yeah. passing paper. I, I always, always, always that's, say, that's, that's why I went back yeah, to school yeah. because that, I, I'd, I'd made the decision that I was going to do that. I always say those uh, middle guys are like a tennis net in a tennis match and the ball's going over you. And that's that you're the guy who's sending that loud net. And then sometimes the ball hits the net, which is you and the message that's being sent from above you down, you can get changed because of an agenda or you don't like it, and so you're able to change that, and then the, or the message coming up to through you gets stopped because you don't like that message. It's going to be sent to your boss. So, man, you can do a lot of shit to people when that middle thing. And I think I think they're not challenging that. You can get lazy in that, and you can get vindictive in that area. And, and I, I Boy, see, you, I'm like, man, you just nailed it right. Yeah, there. it's it's terrible. Yeah, that that that. That that's the level that can kill souls. Yeah, quite yeah. frankly. And, and I look at it. Uh, oh my god, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm going to use that uh, next week when I get back to work. Yeah. Thank you for that. But that's but, the but, level but, that can but if kill you souls. look, I think if guys were to look really look at their own departments uh, and look at that middle management, the the soul killing management area, that's a lot of where your issues come from. Uh, yeah, well, I could, you know, yeah, well. 
it's hard for me to get too deep into this because there's people involved. <laughs> 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 I'm be texting. <laughs> but, but let me say this: I mean, there's there, there's good people. In, yeah, in, no, and, in yeah, every it, level exactly because there's I, shitty officers. I'm like, dude, you need a fucking. Well, lead. so there's a you know, like you can always say there's a turd in every punch bowl, right? Yep, yep. I, there sure is. Yeah, no matter where you're at what level you're at. And we're talking uh, everything that we do as a, as, as a human, there's, there's shitty people in spots that probably shouldn't be there. Yep. Uh, absolutely. No, for sure. For sure. But and like it, what I see is this, the time away from those original days of policing, the further you get away from that, then you get comfortable in, in that higher position and you, and you just kind of coast, you know, like the whole, it runs itself. You're just kind of like, they're yeah. just kind of coasting. They don't want to make any waves because yeah. maybe they want to promote up higher and they don't want to make any waves. And yeah. because people have short. They do. I think, I think too now, I think you have to look, just look, look at how the world is. You know, mm-hmm. like look around, you know, it's not just policing. It's everything. It's like, everything's crumbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we live, <clears throat> we, we, we live in such a cancel culture now. <laughs> that uh, everybody's looking for a reason to be pissed off. Yeah, and yeah. I think there's, I think there's probably, you know, some level of, you know, we got to do what we got to do to protect ourselves, right? We got, you know, yeah. that, and that's that's why I say that, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't last in that position these yeah. days because because I wouldn't change, I wouldn't be any different. You know, what's what, what is the mission of law enforcement? Let me ask you guys that. Yeah. What's the mission of law enforcement? Right now, I, I don't know what it is. Put bad people in jail. But but at the end, it, right, it's it's right. it's to fight crime, whatever that crime is, whatever whatever's going on that's affecting your city, your town, you, whatever that is. That's what that's what your job is that day. Like I'm patrol, I'm doing this. I'm the detective. I'm doing this. We got called up for SWAT. My job is that right there. And I always go back to just police. Like you, well, it was your kid or your daughter or your wife that needed your help. I know what you're going with that because it, it, it kind of goes back to the social media thing. We're talking about taking pictures in the blue yeah. bonnets, right? right? Because I'm at the Academy level. Now I'm the range master and every Academy class we ask the recruits, why did you become a cop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then you have 15, 20 different answers or whatever it is, but nobody says to put bad people in jail. Right. Right. And we always, as instructors, we're like, okay, that's awesome. But the realities are you our cop, you're supposed to be putting bad people in jail for doing the wrong thing, period. But what we put out on social media yeah. is kind of, I don't know, this alternate world, this fantasy world of law enforcement, right? right? Coffee with a cop, you're doing the blue bonnet stuff, you're doing all these community service events, which are yeah. fine, yeah. right? That's part of it. But our primary job is to put bad people in jail, 100%. Mm-hmm. I agree. So- I guess the, the follow-up yeah. to, to that from my end would be ask your chief what the mission is. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you, what's the mission? Yeah. Where, where are we going? What are we doing here? And, and I like, think what's, what's the priority. And I think when they say this, say it is crime fighting. Well, what you're saying, does it match what we're doing? Right. And I think there's, there's, there's a lot of d- big disconnect in that. Cause if the chief goes, well, it's about community relationship and building this and, and talking, petting the dogs here and, and, and looking good and, and doing all this fluff, fluff stuff. Right. Okay. That's fine. But realize we're not going to be able to fight crime efficiently. I so, will say that our new chief is, he wants, you know, he, he tells us, he tells us all the time. He goes to all the briefings and Hey, I want you guys to go out and be cops. I want you to be cops. I want you to put bad people in jail. 
I mean, that's what that's the message that we're getting. And he's slowly making. He's been there. I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight months now, going on a year close to that. Uh, he has. He's making changes slowly but surely. He's yeah. you know he's making changes. I think he's having a lot of struggles trying to figure out how to because the agency that he came from was smaller than what we are. So yeah. it's you know kind of some growing pain things going on. But you know, I think some of the chiefs still are like, hey, let's go out there and be cops. But a lot, a lot aren't. Yeah, right. Because at the end of the day, hey man, you know, I mean, <clears throat> and that's you know, it's 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 a it's a tough job um, in, in that chair. I'm, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't want it. I mean, I, I definitely I wouldn't, wouldn't want it. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a tough job. I just think that uh, <clears throat> when I talk to guys today, and I'm I talk to guys everywhere. I'm gonna talk to a lot of them here at the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, spending some time talking to them about this topic and yeah. today. Yeah, and it. There's a lot of similarities in what you hear guys say. Like, mm. I don't know what we're doing. You know, th- and that and I do not know what we're doing. The goalpost is knocked down. Yeah. And no one, the way my view is, is no one in law enforcement leadership is willing to say, you didn't knock down our goalpost. Our goalpost has never been knocked down. Here it is. Right. This is what we do. We fight crime. Here's case law. Here's what we follow. Yeah. Here's our policy. Here's with it's within case law. It's within state law. And this is what we do. And we're unapologetic for it. Absolutely. Like what, why, why is that not, why is that not a selling point? I, I don't, I don't understand that. It, it just, it boggles my mind that there's very, very few men or women that are able to, that are willing to stand up and go, this is, this is what we believe in. And we're unapologetic. Because it's not the popular. Yeah. It's not yeah. the popular. We're um, unapologetic side to for, be on right for, now. for doing our job in a legal way. Yes. Now, when now, we get outside the lines and we're no longer legal, then you know what? We'll deal with that. But we're in the guidelines of being legal, and we're fine with that, and we're okay we'll see, with that, and I'll justify that every single day. We'll see. Uh, I mean, just e- even recently in the last couple of weeks, I mean, you'll see uh, a sheriff. In Florida, yes. to stand up and speak truth. Yes. Right? Yes. You see sheriffs do that. Mm-hmm. And you see on Instagram, you see all the officers repost that, repost that, that's repost exactly that. Right. Because yeah, that's, that's what a, they're wanting to a, hear. That's exactly what they're needing. Yes. But that is a yes. elected position, right? Yeah. So he's 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 doing what his people want him to do, right? Unfortunately, in a, in a city, you know, perception, yep. right? No one wants to be like, you know, our city's full of drugs and crime and this. and but, that. So but, they but, want to present, you know, a certain deal. They want their people to be professional. And uh, that's so, the, so what but, you're saying is that you see a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yes. <sighs> but yeah, but yeah. how many times have you done a warrant, been on a warrant, you hit the house, you've done everything. Now say narcotics is coming in there and they're doing their searching. And now you're on the perimeter. How many people have come up to you? And said, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this. Man, this house has been a problem. This has done this. Dude, we've hit houses in Dallas and yes. had neighbors that don't even know that we're the Irving police. They like they they'll come yeah. up and thank us for for more times than not. I'm like, it gets spun. How how does this how's the disconnect between the fucking citizens of our city and the so-called leadership? This is what our citizens are wanting. They're they're telling us, oh, well, I mean, I mean, and then it's always an excuse for this. I'm like, no, I feel like really most of society wants law and order. They want to live in a city where their police department has 
rules and laws that they govern by and they stay within that and they enforce that and they protect them and they do the best job they can. I, I do look, as yeah. a citizen. I mean, that's I, what I want. I mean, I don't, and I don't care what socioeconomic class you are because if you're poor and you live in this area, you were asked wants to be protected too. <laughs> so, it, it, and, and I think that that's where there's such a disconnect in that political correctness and I'm fearful of my job or, or this association yeah. will go after me if I say this or I do that. I'm like, are you fucking right or not? Because at the end of the day, you got to stand on what is right because there's a line fucking drawn in that sand and it's a very distinctive line of what's right and what's wrong when it comes to facing pure evil. And that's what we do a lot of the times. So fucking decide and, yeah. and just go down that road of this is what we're doing is right. But we don't have that. How much in a, in a city, how much of the agenda of the police department is pushed by say the city manager, like the chief police's boss in terms of the agenda. What do you mean? Like, like the stance or how the, like, are we going to be a community policing? Are we going to be proactive? Are we going to be reactive? Like, yeah, I, I think it depends on the city manager, but but it uh, it, it can happen. But you know, and, and there's there's nothing wrong with the term community policing. Now, I will no. say that community policing to me <clears throat> means something completely different than what what I see in some places. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> community policing to me is not you know how many Facebook likes you get or yeah. how many events you do. It's yeah. really not. To me, it's about problem solving in, in neighborhoods. It's actually getting out in actually, the community and solving a problem yeah. that the community has. But, you uh, but understanding the, that crime is an element of that that, that yeah. has to be solved, and it's not just program-based stuff. So community policing, it's like it's, man, that term has been this ever-evolving thing since the 90s. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, man, I could, I could go on for <laughs> forever about this. But... Because if you live in the community that's getting burglarized by a certain burglar or this and that, and you solve that problem by putting that burglar in jail, that's community policing. I'm like, hey, yeah. we solved the problem for this community. Right. Like, but it, it, but think, that's not what know, the, I, th- I think in the world that we live in now, man, there's, 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 so, there's so much a desire to, to create an image, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, every time we open Instagram or Facebook, we're looking for, you know, What's yep. that guy doing? What's that guy living like? Or what, you know, and no. it, it, it just creates a, on some level of false, a false reality. That's exactly right. It's a false yeah. reality. Yeah. So, but it, I think, you know, the, you know, the, a lot, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of my friends that are, that are still in the business. I mean, I, I, I hear them, I, I hear them constantly joke about the stuff that we push out on social media yeah. as a profession. Yeah. And th- you know, it's like some of that's okay, but let's 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 take some opportunity to you know, to talk about some of the heroic heroic police work that w- that we've done or right. you know, s- s- just some other stuff. And I think that balance is what's needed. Yep. But I think uh <clears throat> you know, I thought a little bit about this before uh, you know, before I came up to to do this and I think you know, we we are we are living in challenging times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the world is just kind of a goofy place right now. Yes, it is. And I th- I think if you were to ask me, you know, what what piece of advice could you give to you know to your listeners, you know, folks that are that are in the in the business yeah. now that are working the streets that are on SWAT, and I would just say that you know focus on the things that you can control, mm-hmm. the things that you personally mm-hmm. can control. 
You can control your fitness. You can control your mental health. You can control your training on some level. Those are things that you can control. And like, if you're here at this conference, if you're part of this association, then training is probably something that's important to you. You can control that. Mm -hmm. Um, Just be thankful that, you know, you're, you're allowed to, to, to be able to come to, you know, to come to the conference and come to the training, but you actually can control that. Yeah. When you leave here, you can control that. Uh, and that for me, that's, that's something that I tried to, to, to focus on, you know, my whole career is focus right. on the things that I can control. No, that, that, that's so. good. I, I like that. What would you say to the supervisor? What, what advice would you give them to say, Hey man, here's some yeah. things that I've learned. What, what would you say to those guys and girls? Yeah, I, man, that's, <clears throat> that's, that's a tough, I, I, th- I, th- I think a, a lot of what we talked about today, if, if, if those folks are listening to this, just understand that. <clears throat> that people that you serve probably think that you're disconnected from them. Yeah. And uh, try to find ways to bridge that connection back as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, they want to see you. They want to hear from you. I mean, that was that man. That was always the biggest, almost the biggest complaint that I got. You know, they used to call me Bigfoot mm-hmm. when I was here, you know, the mythical creature that you, <laughs> you, you knew this dude was real, but you never saw him. So, uh, <laughs> And right now, Brian Quick is laughing right now. Yeah. I said that, but uh, but no, that's true. I think I, I think you got to you, you got to look for you got to look for ways to to to, to connect. Yeah, and that and that that is hard, and it's hard. It, it I, I see that in my career now with uh, being one of the. I mean, I'm the most senior guy on our team, um, and there's there's damn guys, old. Yeah, there's young guys on our team that are my kids' age and stuff, and you're like. I am trying to figure that out as well yeah. uh, in my career right now. It, 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 it's an interesting. Do I do it well? No, I don't. But I'm trying to figure out that out, uh, right. and, and and it's not easy. But I think I I, talk, I try to talk to guys that are kind of the same position, and 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 it's funny. There is a they relate. I'm like, yeah, okay, good. I'm not the only person that that gets that and stuff. So because I want to leave in a good term, I want to learn with relationships still. Cause I was so big when I was a young guy, having relationships and I still want that. It's just, okay, how's that going to fit in now? Because my role is different than it was. Um, so here, here's one of the, the things that just drives me crazy with, um, with just administration is you hear the argument, you maybe bring something up and then they go, Oh, well, what other departments are doing it? Yeah. Then you bring something up or they say, or they come down to you, well, so-and-so and so-and-so in these departments are doing it, so we're going to do it this way. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, that argument works both ways for these yeah. for these people, and it, it drives me crazy. Like, yeah. that's well, a, like a couple things going on there. I mean, it's uh, it's a stall tactic <laughs> on some level. It's uh, it's I'm not sure that that's the right decision, so let's see if you can find me some examples of 15 other people that are doing it so yeah. that I feel safe. Yeah. Right. So, so it why, all goes back not, to liability. Why not be the first? Exactly. That that's that? does yes. it all go back to liability? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, not necessarily. It, man, a lot of stuff goes back to perceived liability. Yeah. That exactly perceived, Pre, perceived. because yeah. the, the reality is you're giving guys a gun and a car, two fucking major liabilities in and of themselves. And the car is even more bigger liability yes. than the gun. So here's two things that are very, very <laughs> liability. Go out there and then go answer calls 
to fucking crazy people and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just a recipe for disaster. They're in and of itself crazy shit that can happen. But yet, oh, well, this could happen. The person, I'm like, golly, yeah. what are you not scared of? Like, I know, you know, 10 year old baby girls that are more, have more balls than you do in this kind of area and stuff. And that, and that, and that is sad because That's, it's interesting that you brought up the, the, you know, the gun and the car thing. You know, one, one of the things that uh, we talked a lot about here when I was here and uh, just in terms of, <laughs> it's interesting because this, this term has, has been turned around on me in the past, but uh, when I, when I look at what we try to do from a training perspective here, in my mind was when you look at like when officers, you know, dying in the line of duty, it's generally, it's a shooting failure. It's a driving failure, yeah. fighting level yep. failure. And so we, we, we focused a lot of efforts on shoot, fight and drive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which I love. Yeah. But man, that's, that's an aggressive term. Yeah. That's bad. Right. But yeah. It doesn't take away from the fact that that's still how folks die, right? Exactly. Well, and those are the three things that have the highest liability for you as the chief. Absolutely. Because now, if I go out and do something, drive bad, shoot bad, fight bad, yeah, I'm getting in trouble. And guess who's getting in trouble with me? You are. Yep. Right. So like, you're getting called out on the carpet just just with me because you're in charge of all that. Yeah. I think I don't know. You know, I never, I never really, I, I never really worried about getting called on the carpet, yeah, uh, or getting fired. Well, I'm, ta- I always, I'm always, talking now in 2023. Yeah, now, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but but even then, like that was always even, you know, even then. I mean, there was always that possibility that you're. I mean, it's it's not just you know the courts that you got to concern yourself with the liability and and, and that stuff, but you know you're you're ser- you're serving like three legs of a stool. Troops, yeah. city hall, council, and citizens, mm-hmm. and so you've got you know you've got multiple people that are expecting a certain type of result, and yeah. so that's you know, but at the end of the day, you still have to do the right thing for the mission. So, yeah. what's the mission? If yeah. you know what the mission is, you can stay true. It all goes back to that, right? But um, but man, we've seen so much mission creep in law enforcement <laughs> in the last decade. I don't even know what it is anymore. I, you're right. And, and people just make up terms and make up this. And they went to, I don't know, some. Yeah. Well, what's even like, what's I mean, even worse is like where I'm at in Dallas County, their mission is completely different than say the mission down oh, here. Is, is, is it still Travis County or? Yeah. Well, Williamson County, well, okay. tra- part of Travis County, but Williamson mostly County. Williamson. So, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you know, depending on what County you're in, you're going to have a, different outlook or different opinion and different set Absolutely. of rules. Even though it's the same penal code. It's Even though it's crazy. the same penal code, the same state. <laughs> it's not the same DA. <laughs> no, no, it's crazy. It's like, wait a minute. Like, see, why I, is this different? That's that, you know, but that's the other part of the, the issue here. It's not, not just admin and, you yep. know, politics, but like it, the, you know, the DAs, uh, well, that, 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 that's a big part yeah, of the and, equation. And now that's too. another thing that drives me crazy is that, okay, you have how many police chiefs in this County? How many police chiefs in this county? Y'all go to these meetings because I hear about them. Yep. <laughs> Why don't you bond together and go, hey, this is our mission. We're all going to stand up and we're going to say this is wrong. Uh, crickets, still waiting for that. Yeah. Why Why don't we do this? Like, Or at least the sheriff. Yeah. 
I mean, d- let's let's do this stuff. I mean, it's again, it's elected spot. That's yeah. right. So I mean, it, it, it and it infuriates me because, hey, we're for y'all. We're for y'all. We're for y'all. well. Okay, well, won't you put your money where your mouth is and yeah. y'all band together and say, hey, citizens? Because I guarantee you, most of the citizens they don't know what the fuck the DA does. They go, oh, well, he's for the police because he's the prosecutor. Yeah, that's, that's not the case, not the case at not all, case. at all. <laughs> but how do we inform them? Well. Yeah. It would be a good start if, oh, well, guess 76 police chiefs in this county all band together and been a press conference, and they're saying this DA is this, and he is doing this, and he is doing this, and we, we here's what we want to do. Here's what we're hamstring with. And then the, their argument is, well, I mean, we don't want to make you mad. Guess what? He's going to do what he's going to do, and you have no yeah. you have no say in it, but now you, now you at least they know where you stand, and it's going to be political pressure on that person. You got 76 police chiefs saying this, or how many of that is. I'm just throwing shit out there, but I don't know. I just, also, I'm at a different level than smart chiefs are, and, and I get that, but I'm also at the level of where so many men and women are, then they're frustrated because yeah, they they, there's no voice for them. <clears throat> there's no voice. Yes. They want people to stand up. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I see it too. Yeah. So, again, though, Matt, I, you know, I have to applaud you guys. Uh, TTPOA, the leadership, the, the stuff that you guys are doing. Um, I mean, that's you know that's why I'm here. Yeah. To me, to me, you guys are my community. So no, and we, and we appreciate it because we love the wide spectrum of, of of different things. That I mean, I've never experienced your career path. You never experienced my career path. I haven't experienced his career path. But we all have similar um, things that we we've, we've done and trained and things like that. And I think that's what what's what's good yeah. when you get. That's why I love this podcast so much because to me, this is training. This is education. I learn stuff from it um, that I'm like, hmm, I never thought about it that way. Or, you know what? I'm fucking right because I had three other guys that said the exact same thing yeah. that I think. So, but you, th- you think about like when, when, when there's a vacuum, mm-hmm. a vacuum of leadership in your house. Yeah. But you see, you see what you need in, in, in an association like TTPOA. Yeah. And, Man, you're thankful for that. I no. think you guys are providing that. Well, for we, this we, community, we appreciate so. that. Uh, well, and the thing is, is like I was talking with um, Dan Colasanto, the president, and he was saying one of the very first classes he went to a shooting was yours. He's like, damn, that was a really good class. And he goes, it was way back then yeah. uh, and stuff. And he's like, man, he was one of the best instructors I, I at that time I'd ever been to and stuff. So, uh, you know, you were poured in and, and you still pour in the day with just, you know, like you said, having conversations with people, right. um, you know, we need more conversations with people, true conversations, not just fluff right. of what you think I want you to say and shit. So, Hey, you used to teach for TTPOA? Nope. Have not thought about it. But you need to come teach. Yeah. So Brian quick, be quick, right in your backyard, right yeah. there. Man. We've talked about it. So yeah, I think he wanted me to do a leadership class this year or something. I'm like, yeah. Why can't you do that? Leadership and shooting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather be on the range. You could tie it and shoot at the same time. <laughs> you guys have so much range email. stuff. Though. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good shooters. Oh, there's yeah, yeah, but shooters. I bet you could. Yeah. I mean, but you think about it. Some of the guys that we bring in, I mean, world champions. Oh yeah. Uh, real life experience that is just you could even you couldn't get a hundred SWAT guys in one room and have enough experience that. That one guy has. So and we're bringing them into this organization. But I want teach. those guys to understand like how cool that is. Yes. Yeah. Like, um, just, 
you know, just, just to be able to get to that level, yeah. it's just so much work. It's not yeah. like I'm, I, I'm not just born with talent to do that. You have to work to get to yeah. it. Yeah. And just to have that opportunity to spend, you know, a couple of days with, you know, a guy like Ben, yeah. Matt Little. Anybody oh, like Matt that. Little. Who's That's, that guy? I've never heard of him. He's, he's cool. I like him. Wait a minute. He looks like the guy just walked in and sat on our couch right now. Man, funny. Super weird. It's going to be weird when the next episode after Brian's is going to be Matt Little's yeah. episode. It, I, t- it's funny I told that Matt, I said, man, Nate, we, sh- we should have done ours together. Yeah, we can. You can jump on in, man. There, there's an extra <laughs> microphone right there if you want to, Matt. Um, and, and, and stuff. But it's funny, though. What I have learned is that shooting community is very, very small yeah. because – I mean, Matt was a Chicago, you live yeah. in Texas, but yet you know each other. And there's yeah. other people that I know. I'm like, how the fuck do they know each other? But it's all through that shooting community well, and is. stuff. It's interesting because like, you know, I knew Matt before he ever moved to Texas because mm-hmm. like you know, I was, I was watching his social media stuff. Like, like yeah. I could tell how passionate he was for training. Yeah. And so that's what made him interesting to me for that. And, um, uh, and same thing with, with Ben when he was like, you know, posting stuff on the Beretta forum before he was ever yeah. a known name. And I thought this kid is, he's weird. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is interesting to me. Yeah. Like he yeah. is like, he's doing stuff and, and you know, and he goes and he sh- shoots his first classifier match in USPSA and gets his yeah. grandmaster card the first time out. I'm like, Whoa, dude, that is like, that's unbelievable. Like, yeah. This, this guy is he he's he's going to be big yeah bob vogel yeah I, I talked to bob vogel at uh at the nationals in uh tulsa one year before mm-hmm. he ever really before he was a big name and walked up and introduced myself to him and told him the same thing dude you're going to be big someday and yeah he, like like you know when, when you see when you see talent and you know yeah. that something stands out uh, you know w- with that then uh yeah, I'm just you know I'm just one of those guys that I'll I'll, I'll come up and yeah. tell you that I have Bogle uh, coming in in November of this year doing a, yeah. a pistol class for me, um, and he's at the conference this year again. I think it's his third year at the conference and and doing that. And we did our first year podcast with mm-hmm. with Rob, and we were pulling up YouTube videos. I'm like, what the hell is this, dude? Like, where'd you pull this out of your ass? And he's like, oh, I just got bored and I was doing this or I was doing <laughs> that. And I love his grip. <laughs> Like his grip on that gun is so like over the top. It's I can't, so yeah, I can't duplicate it. I can't either. So I tried yeah. and I was like, I, this, this feels like, I mean, it's just, it's the most, to me, yeah. it's the most awkward thing ever. Yeah. yeah that, I think, I, I think that guy's got like incredible grip strength. Like he is, he, he's a beast. You know, I, I, even, he, you know, Matt's, Matt's here and, uh, you know, I, I watch how he grips the gun too. And I'm like, man, he is like incredibly aggressive and uh, I, I can't achieve that in, in, in a grip. Yeah. And and I think it works for those guys. Yeah. And I think that's where, like we talked about earlier, having so many different guys that come in here or having one guy who, hey, I I can shoot it this way, but I also understand that your body top or your hands or doesn't fit this, but I know how to also teach you this way as well. It's the same results. It's just it looks different because at the end of, at the, end of the day, the less movement that gun has, the better it is for you. Yeah. And so however however that works for you, that's the end goal uh, as far as the management of that of that gun moving around to be predictable and stuff. Um, but I think that's where – that's why we don't say, hey, the only way to shoot is blah, blah, blah's way to do that for right. TTPA or the only way to do this is this way um, because it, it is important um, because I mean, we're, all, we're all different body types and hand sizes and things like that. So, yep. um, And this is like – 
one of the most professional podcasts we've done so far. So far in in this season, uh, yeah. yeah. We, haven't said, we haven't said anything about buttholes or Oh, anything. man, we have yeah. gone down some, man, crazy shit so far. Well, catch me next year. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll loosen up a little bit. But, but, but what we were talking about it earlier, like when we want to have serious conversations or semi-serious to us, we're still right. going to joke around. But, like, for me, this was a, this was a conversation I wanted to have with you on air for, for a while because of – just your uniqueness of, of what you bring to the table and, and, and things like that. Cause you, you challenged me and I don't know if you did it intentionally or was it just a question or something. It was about a year or so ago. And, and one of the DMS you sent me is like, Hey, you've had these guys in, what, what do you, what do you, what next thing are you trying to do with TTPOA? And I was like, fuck, I don't know, dude. Like I'm thinking myself, like, I don't know. Why are you questioning me, bro? Yeah, like eat a sandwich or I, I don't know. Um, but it, it, it's always stuck in the back of my mind to go, okay, what do I need to do different? What do I need to change? And not that it's, it's bad, but what's going to take it to another level in this? And one of the things I, I had a, a competitive uh, rifle shooter got on board, uh, and now he's doing the practical side of scope rifle with snipers, and he's going to start doing some patrol rifle stuff for me. Cool. And where it's, hey, man, get out. It's done. Like, you don't have time to get your fucking perfect little, you know, sandbags out and all this bullshit that, you know, is 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 needed. But sometimes you just don't have time. And so, and, and he's teaching that class for me. And, man, we've had great success with that. So I taught that in the 90s in my sniper school. Yeah. See, there, there you go. Look, man, you were, you were ahead of your time. But I think that's where law enforcement, I think that's one of the things that, like, these top-end instructors that have had the, all this experience in the competitive side is like, man, catch up, law enforcement, catch up, catch up. But yeah. there's been some, I mean, it goes back to the culture of, I mean, Derek can do all this stuff on it as a range guy. But if his fucking boss and his boss's bosses doesn't support that, he's just pissing in the wind, man. And not, a lot of guys do that, or a lot of guys are so, well, man, this is my red shirt. This is my range. These are my bullets. This is mine, mine, mine. And I don't need you. I don't need anybody else because this is my pie. No one else gets to play with this yeah. pool over here. Uh, and that's sad because the egos can fucking ruin departments. And it ruins guys. My deal is I'm responsible for for guys' safety when I when I'm training something. I want you to get something out. There's nothing better than someone calls you, go, "Hey, man, I went to your class," or "Man, that really saved us," or "We did this because we were exposed to that." I'm like, "That's awesome. That that is that's a win. I love that, man. I've 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 had phone calls. I've got the phone I'm like, well, teared up. I'm like, man, that's fucking right. That's that's what I want to hear. Um, but some guys are like, well. This is my way of doing it. So, well, it's, you know, it's about sharing information and helping guys. Yeah. You know, the ego stuff is okay. So, remember that next year when we say, Hey, why don't you come back and teach a leadership class? It's about sharing the information. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you ask, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're asking. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but, but, but I'm glad you challenged me because there's been some other stuff that I've, that I've changed up or I've gotten like that collaborate class with Matt and Ben and, and Pannone and, yeah. and, and really put that together. To and really, I wanted to come up for that. Yeah. Come on. Be sick and come on up or whatever, you know. Yeah, calling sick for yeah. three, three or four days. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's things like that, and, and just you know, even the podcast of of, of 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 challenging just things or bringing in guys that have a different perspective or stuff that we need to talk about. I mean, that that to me is 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 changing the culture or trying to change the culture. 
of, of what's going on. But see, you guys are providing that where yeah. others aren't. Yeah. So yeah. You're, and, and, you're, you're filling that vacuum. Trying to. Yeah. And, and you we, are. Yeah. You are. Well, and, and I talked to, with Pranka a lot because I think sometimes he gets frustrated and not coming from the LE side and, but he has a lot of context now that he, that he's made and things. And, you know, we'll, we'll have offline conversations and I'm like, Hey man, what, what you're doing, it's helping. I'm telling you, like, I know guys for a fact, or I know what we have done and changed this and changed that and stuff. Um, and, and, and I think that's good. I think, you know, the other guys that we bring in, same thing, man, they're all pushing us to be better. Um, not be better because it's, it's my way that I developed and I'm the only guy that can teach you this and this, but it's, it's, we want you to be better because man, we've taken our experiences through real life experiences and the competition side, the practical shooting side. And man, this is what we've seen. This is what we've learned. I was in law enforcement, like Matt little over here. I was on the military side. I have the competition side and man, I, I understand because I fucked up a lot of stuff and now I want to tell you, Hey man, this is what I've learned the hard way. And I want to be able to tell you this and I want to help you get better. And, and, right. and, and, and that's what it's all about because at the end of the day, man, you can talk to all these guys and when it all comes down to it, they all have the same pretty much philosophies. It's just maybe presented a different way or said a different way or explained all that kind of stuff. But it's all about, man, at the end of the day, can you shoot fast and accurately on demand? Right. And if you can do that, then you can, then you can get into tactics. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then the tactics come because at the end of the day, man, especially in the, in, in the street level stuff, if you can be, if you can be fast and accurate, it fucking solves almost every gunfight problem. There you go. Before it starts or when it when it's starting to start. Like we, we've we've had this conversation, me and Derek today and, and some other day now. I've had it before. The indecisiveness of officers, initial indecisiveness. And when someone shows up a minute, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes later, that's fucking knows what to do, is prepared to do it very quickly. It fucks that guy because now he's behind the eight ball and it's like, well, shit, what am I missing here? I'm processing all this stuff. My mind says this guy should be shot because he's a danger to me and these other people. But wait a minute. They've been here three minutes longer than me. They're not a danger to these people. What am I missing? I'm a smart guy. Fuck. I don't. What am I missing here? Because these guys and then. I wouldn't fucking miss anything as these dumbasses that were missing the boat here. And, and it puts that guy in a, in a bad situation and you see it. That's right. I mean, we've seen it on videos. Yes. And it, and it's like, cause now I'm going to be labeled as the, the aggressive meathead SWAT guy who just wants to kill people. When the reality is, is no, I was a motherfucker out there that knew what to do, when to do it. And I was prepared to do it very quickly. It's these guys that should have their asses hunt, hang out and, and, disciplined and talked to and said, Hey, y'all fucked up, but that's not what's being right. driven now. And that's right. what's bad. Um, so I don't know how I fucking got off of that topic, but well, Oh, you or, mentioned, you mentioned military earlier. Yeah. I forgot to mention that I was in the military. Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay. And what branch yeah. army? 82nd army. airborne. Look at you army guy, man. Yeah, so I did that for, for a few years. Man, you are just a unicorn, man. You are like more. Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Bigfoot. hell. That's, do you poop <clears throat> like fart cotton candy smells no, and stuff, man? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So, you know, our motto is train hard, the TTPOA. What does that mean to you? Uh, it, to, uh, to me, it means when I, when I think train hard, 
I think train often. You know what? Uh, what hard to some person may be different to me, but uh, to me, it's the frequency of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but take it seriously, and uh, and do it, and don't just say you do it. Yeah, don't just talk about it, but do it. Have a plan. Like know that. where you're going. What do you want to achieve with the training? If it's shooting, God, man, there's so much information out there. And uh, so many good guys to take classes with. Yeah. Got one guy right here on the couch. Take Matt's class. Take Ben's class. Yeah. Um, get better. I like Get that. better. That's it. I like that. Get better, man. Well, hopefully in 2024-ish, we'll have you and on one of the training websites for some type of leadership class. Yeah, right? man. Leadership you know? class 101. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Brian, any, any any closing words, man? Any last words? I don't know. Again, thank you guys for having me. Like, no, thanks this is, for... This is awesome. No, thank, thank you. you for taking time out of your day and yeah. coming down here and talking talking with us. Yeah, and this is better than the Redneck Pranking Podcast, man. This is more oh, professional, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, Again, you have to be careful with that one. You have to be yeah. careful with that. No, one. I, I like I like what Matt's doing with with all that stuff, man. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. Sometimes it, it gets... I got, I got to do a podcast with this guy at some yeah. point. yeah. Like, yeah, with all that, uh, I, I think it's, it's it's stirring some conversation up. Yeah, to sometimes comments get in the weeds and stuff. I've been on there a few times, and and, and my thing is, man, it's all about just getting good information out there. Or you don't have to agree with my opinion, but yeah. um, you know, I, I think there, I think conversations always always good. Yeah. I, I, I really I, do. Again, man, I don't I don't think there's enough enough praise for you guys. Like I, I know from your membership, you get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably but you know from from other avenues yeah uh from other perspectives from my perspective yeah uh and i've been in this game for a long time you know i was around swat when uh we didn't have anything we didn't have (laughs) lights on guns we didn't have uh armored personnel carry i mean we didn't have anything yeah so i've seen how far the game has come since the 80s and what what i see today with the level of training and the level of uh professionalism that this association brings. I mean, it's just, it's really impressive and yeah. uh, just uh, real, really impressive and proud of you guys. Good. Well, we, keep we, up the yeah. good work. We, we, we appreciate Definitely it. appreciate uh, that. Yeah. We'll give you the money afterwards. Yeah. If you can get me a Sons of Liberty rifle, that'd be good. <laughs> we're, <laughs> well, still, we're still waiting on ours. <laughs> yeah. We're waiting on ours. Once ours comes in, you, yeah, you'll be next on that list. I can list, get you man. three patches over there that says Sons of Liberty. I got a wristband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so and a cup. That's your cup now. You got a cup. Yeah. So uh, that's right. you, know, you got to start off small. You know, know. you got to start off small. Awesome. Thank so. you, guys. But Brian, thanks for the yeah, time. Yeah, thanks for everything. Yeah. All right, guys, stay safe, train hard. See you on the next one. See you.